Hey, we're so excited to have each and every one of you here with us. Uh, There's something so special about gathering together as a church family to sing and remember the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is such a holy and a special night. And so we're going to light the whole room with candles that signify and remind us that Jesus is the light of the world that came into our lives and brightened our lives with hope. But also that it's our job to pass that light along and our job to give that hope to the person next to us, whether it's on our street or down uh, at our job or in our family. That light is not supposed to stay with you. We're supposed to take that light to the world. We have so much to celebrate. Over the past month here at Clarksburg Baptist Church, we've been looking at some Christmas carols. We looked at Oh Holy Night and uh, uh, Oh Come All Ye Faithful Away in the Manger. And we've looked at these carols and the scripture that is behind them. And we celebrated what Christmas means. We've been looking at these truths. And tonight, that song that we started off with, we're going to look at Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel. For many people, that's their favorite Christmas song. And believe it or not, this, the lyrics to this song date somewhere between the 8th century and the 12th century. Every other song that we've looked at had been, looking, uh, had been written around the 1800s. This is years and years and years, hundreds of years before this. They're written uh, a long time ago, before instruments were even widely used in the church. At that time, uh, instruments were seen as a pagan form of worship. And so these people would chant these words or sing them a cappella as they sing about Emmanuel. Emmanuel is one of the most beautiful words in the Bible. It literally means God with us. God with us. Nowadays, it seems so easy to be beside somebody, but not really be present with them, right? Whether it's our kids or our spouse or, or our friends, we could be distracted by our phone or thinking about the future, and it's easy to be beside someone, but not really with them. Christmas is a time that we celebrate that God made a way to be with us. It literally means Emmanuel, God with us. Everybody say after me, God with me. God with me. Let's do it one more time. God with me. That's what Emmanuel means. That's what these words mean. And we celebrate that God is with us. That word Emmanuel is the gospel in one word. We couldn't get to God because of our sin and God came to be with us. And that was always the plan. This name, Emmanuel, was given to us in God's word all the way back in the book of Isaiah, 740 years before the birth of Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. To be present, to be attentive, to be invested in us. Isaiah prophesied about this coming Emmanuel that would be born of a virgin. But there's very little information in Isaiah chapter 7. See, this chapter was written to the wicked king Ahaz. And his 
prophecy that he gave that day had current day implications, but also future implications for us. There's this beautiful prophecy of the future in Isaiah 7, 14. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So the idea of God being with us would be an amazing revelation for the people of Israel thousands and thousands of years ago. We take it for granted. Oh, ho-hum, God loves us. God made a way for us to be with him and be in relationship with him. I don't have to jump through hoops. That's cool. But for these Old Testament followers of the one God, to be, for God to be with them would have been a foreign idea. God's holiness had kept his presence behind a veiled wall in the temple. Only the priests could go and be in God's presence. And if the priest didn't prepare the right way with a clean heart and clean hands, he might die. So much so that they would tie bells to the bottom of his robe and a rope to his ankle just in case things went wrong. This was serious stuff. The presence of God is a big deal. The Bible tells us Moses had to hide his face from the presence of God because the intensity of his holiness. This God that we serve is not some weak and fragile God. He is a God of power and a God of strength. So yeah, thousands of years ago, God's presence might have dwelled with Israel as a whole, but I imagine that it seemed a very foreign idea, a faraway thing to think that God could be with me. God with us. Those three words would have rocked your world back then. God with me? God wants a relationship with me? Matthew declares that this prophecy was not only for wicked king Ahaz, but for all of us. An angel came to Mary. An angel came to Joseph, Mary's husband, to confirm that this was all part of the plan in Matthew 1.22. And it says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Here's these words again. In the New Testament, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Have you ever known a mama's boy or, or a daddy's girl where they're two or three years old and they're always attached to one of their parents' legs or they're always got their arms up in the air waiting for mom or dad to pick them up? Sometimes us as earthly parents grow busy, right? And that can sometimes seem like a chore when they're younger. But those of you that are parents of adults now kind of wish that you would have that feeling again of your child needing you and wanting just to be with you. Well, God is that parent that's never too busy. He's always there when we need him. He's always with us, and he's willing to do anything to prove it. In the verse just before that verse we just read in Matthew, the angel came to Joseph in verse 20. 
It says, as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. See, there's a reason that Jesus came to be with us, to save us from our own sin, to save us from ourselves. We are so blessed to live after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ because we get the opportunity to have the full picture of the gospel, the Messiah. We get to experience the leading of the Holy Spirit. We get to celebrate tonight God with us. But see, don't, don't fall into a trap of believing that God is a feeling, right? That God is a tingle up the back of your neck or goose pimples or hair-raising experiences. Now, obviously, God does engage our emotions, and sometimes that does happen. But sometimes that feeling of the presence of God is not there. Does that mean that God is not with us? Maybe Christmas for you has lost its sparkle because your your kids are grown and they have their own families and, and you never knew how hard Christmas was going to be as an empty nester. Maybe a Christmas time is a reminder of the people that aren't there with your family this year. Maybe this year your family's celebrating two Christmases instead of one. Maybe Christmas is a time where the pain and trauma from years ago comes flushing back into your life. And it's a time of struggle against addiction because of the pain that's in your life. Or maybe you're that one that really this year you've kind of been a non-practicing Christian. You've kind of been unchurched and, and really stepping into the church tonight kind of felt hard because you have shame feeling like, You didn't live up and now you're that Christian that just came to church on Christmas Eve and you never thought you'd be there. And there's shame and guilt inside of you and you think to yourself, God doesn't want to be with me. Grief, sin and pain and guilt are a reality. And if you're honest right now, you don't feel like God is with you. But if you're a Jesus follower... The Bible is full of promises for you today. Even though you may not feel God right now, He is with you. When it feels like you're surrounded by all sorts of problems, He will not leave you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how far from God you are, no matter what type of pain is in your heart that feels like it's overwhelming. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong. And courageous. Why? Because you're awesome or because you're so talented? No, because we don't have to fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. And he will not leave you or forsake you. It echoes these words in Hebrews 13.5 when it says, uh, God specifically speaks to us and he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1.9 tells us again to be strong and courageous. 
Don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed this Christmas. Why? Because the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. And Jesus, one of the very last things he said on this earth in Matthew 28, 20, he said, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the time of the year that we remember that God is with us. He won't leave us. I don't care who you are or what you've done or what you've gone through or what type of pain and grief is on you this Christmas. God is with you whether you feel him or not. Even if you feel like that grief and sin and pain are standing like a wall between you and God, that is a lie. God is with you right now. Even if you don't feel it. God's never too busy. He's never too far away. He is with us right now in this moment. So turn your attention to him. It's not him that's distracted. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come thou rod of Jesse free, thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save. Maybe that's where you're at right now this Christmas. But God can give you victory over that death and grave. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come now, day spring, come and cheer. Our spirits by thy advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death, dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee. Oh, Israel, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, He is with you right now. Whether you feel it or not, He is with you. Your heart may lie to you, but God will not. Emmanuel, God with us. Very heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you're not sure tonight. That you are a follower of Jesus. You can't go back to a time and a place where you put all your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. See, the, the, the story of Jesus doesn't end in a manger. That's just the beginning. It ends on a cross and then a resurrection from the dead and an ascension to heaven. And that's important for you right now. Because each of us are sinners, we fall short of God's glory, we're not perfect, we've messed up, and because of that we cannot fellowship with a holy and a perfect God until He sent His Son Jesus to live a perfect and a holy life and die in our place. Jesus' gift to this world is taking away the punishment that you deserved. But you've got to accept it. You've got to receive that gift. You can't reject it. It's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. And you could call out to God right now and ask Him to forgive you of your sins 
and to save you. And to put all your faith in what he did on the cross and no amount of your good works. God can be with you tonight and from here on out. Dear Jesus, we love you. God, thank you that you are with us. God, help us to point our hearts to you this Christmas season. Tonight, as we think about all the things we have to do, as we think about all the people coming over, God, I pray that we prepare our hearts for your presence tomorrow. God, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.